You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. Guess what? My new book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds, is coming out in October, and you can pre-order the book now. Do you want to learn about your past lives in Egypt, in Rome, in Greece, or did you fly around in a spaceship in another dimension, in another lifetime? You can explore all of this and more in my new book. So thanks in advance for pre-ordering, and we'll be talking more about past lives in ancient lands and other worlds in the coming weeks and months. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey there, my dear friends. Welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I'm so excited today because we have one of my all-time favorite people, Dr. Linda Howe is on the show. Linda, welcome to Healing Arts. It's so great to see you. Oh, hey, thank you. It's wonderful to see you as well. And it's, it's really great to be here. It's great to have you. You have got an amazing new book out. We will have the links below. It is called The Heart of the Akashic Records Revealed. And uh, it's a great book, Linda. I think this is your best. This is your fifth book. Is that correct? Yes, it is. It's the fifth book focused on the Akashic Record. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a specialist. You know, I'm very single-minded in my purpose this life. And so, yeah, it's my fifth book about the records. And it really presents the entire curriculum as it's been revealed to me over the last, since 1994, right? And so it's really, it's very exciting. It's very, it's very exciting for me as a teacher and it's very exciting as a reader. It, it was incredible when I read this. I mean, because you've been teaching, as you've said, you're, you're to me, you are the Akashic Records. You are the teacher to watch. And you've been doing this so many years and you've developed the pathway prayer process. And in this new book, you really very, in a very detailed manner, you just lay it all out for people. What was that like after so many years to really reveal the Akashic Records at this level? It was exciting. <laughs> it was exciting. And do you know, it's an interesting, my, the experience for me was really fascinating because 
because I was in it, right? I've been in it for all these years. And it's like, you know, you're swimming in the water and you don't even notice the water. And one day it's like, wait, let's look at the water we're swimming in. And, and you know, and we find out there's all kinds of things in the water, right? And that's how this was. And it was, so it was very exciting because I had the opportunity to really observe and identify some of the precise elements as they have grown and developed over the years. Which, you know, when I started, I had, well, I had no idea. <laughs> Let's just go there. But I didn't. I, I just thought this was like open and shot, like that the record was inert. That's really what I thought. I And I thought, whatever. It's like, okay, we go to the record. We, I really thought I would work in the records for what, six months and then move on. <laughs> I had no, this was so not my plan, right? Because it kept going. And so to be able to um, document that for people and so that, because I know as I've worked in the records, I've had to grow and change and stretch to adapt. And the more I have used the record, the more the record has, I want to say, offered itself to me, you know? So it's, it's turned out to be very co-creative and um, certainly far from what I thought at the very beginning of the road. So yeah, it's been very exciting. Yeah, I'm just laughing about what you're saying about, yeah, you thought it was just six months and then you'd be moving on. I, I definitely can relate to that. But this is your purpose, Linda. I mean, this is, you know, this is your right. thing. I mean, right. you are so skilled and wonderful at it. Thank you. So you really do. I mean, readers, I highly recommend this book. I loved reading it. You're going to get a lot of information about the exact steps. You're really putting it out so that readers will find this accessible. All your many fans around the world are going to just love this. Um, it's incredible. So you do bring up a good point there about, you know, we think everything's going to take six months, but yet we're all on this long journey here through our lifetimes. Yes, our lives are theoretically short in the wider scheme of things, but we still have a lot of time here to explore different things. And so you've talked about the fact that the records have really opened and evolved themselves to you. And before the show, we had kind of talked about discussing this idea of all the changes that people are going through right now. And, and it's been very challenging for so many. And the importance of looking to ourselves and bringing care and comfort to ourselves. And I was wondering if you could speak to how the Akashic Records and this, this work that you're doing can help in that bottom line of, of looking within here and taking care of ourselves. You know, this is, I mean, what you're bringing to our attention is really one of the greatest challenges for anyone who's waking up, right? To say nothing of anybody who's fully awake, right? There's a whole range, right? And yes. in this, everyone who's here on the planet is here because they want to be. <laughs> that may or may not be conscious, but it's true, right? We are all, yes. we all chose to be here. That doesn't mean it's easy. 
right? That doesn't mean it's easy. And the truth of the matter is that the generations prior to our own, like if you, if I go to my mother, who is now deceased, but I would go to her and I would say, what about this? She had no idea. You know, right. people who are, the people who came before us have no idea how to navigate these times. Whereas those who follow wonder why we make such a big deal out of things. So we, right? listen, I have a son who says, my son is so funny. He's, he's 20, he'll be 29. He's darling. And he says things to me like, oh, what's the big deal? Everybody knows God's within. Everybody knows the light's permanent. I'm like, you know, we didn't know that. So this right. is, where, right? We really didn't know right. So the question is, how do, you know, how do I, how do I find some kind of a life raft in the middle of this mayhem, right? And this is where the record comes in, because the record itself, it's very interesting. It is a stable, right? It is a stable source. It's an infinite spiritual resource. And it is stable. It's eternal. It's enduring. We cannot destroy it. Thank God. I mean, right? <laughs> That's for <laughs> sure. Says we can't like muddy it up. Okay. So the challenge becomes, how do I connect with this, even though my life is up for grabs, right? In different ways on different days. We know that. So in this, you know, I work with the pathway prayer process, which is very it's very specific. It's conscious, reliable, deliberate into the record. It's like, it's like finding a life preserver in the middle of turbulencies. It's now. What's curious to me is that even though it is stable, it's not rigid, which is so, and that actually tells me a lot about my own balance. That finding balance within myself is, it's not rigid, it's not fixed, it's balance is alive. And working in a dynamic partnership with the record, we make that connection. And we get, I don't want to say, well, some of us get used to it. I'm not saying we like it, but we adjust to the fact that, the, that in truth, we are infinite, eternal, immortal, unlimited beings. And at the same time, <laughs> we're mere mortals, <laughs> you know? And so, but the, this is very challenging. And so many in, I mean, so many of the people I talk to from all over the world are, are oh, uh, confounded by this, the challenge, right? How is it possible that I can be so aware of my infinite, eternal, immortal self and yet have flaws, be limited, right? It's like, yes. so this is, but working in the record helps us because the record provides, gives us a way to connect with our own infinite balance, which is, which is really a harmonious relationship between who we are as human beings, the world in which we live, right, and mm -hmm. our, right, and our eternal consciousness.
So it's, it's really, it's quite fascinating. So when we work in the record, you know, one of the things I love about it is that the record always meets us wherever we are, okay? Which truly, I did not know that at the beginning. I didn't know any of this. I thought I knew everything. At the beginning, I went into the records. This is hilarious. I went into the records and I, what I got was, this is an infinite spiritual resource for your personal growth. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I knew what that meant. <laughs> you know, I thought, oh, sure, what the heck? Well, I'm finding out that what that means is on an ongoing basis, the record will meet me where I'm at and deliver what I need in a way I can receive it. Okay, that, that's really key. So one of, I think, what's been really a shock to me and a wonderful, wonderful surprise is that as I've worked in the records, I've learned a lot about how to care for myself in these times of incredible uncertainty, uh -huh. right? How, because, and the problem for me, you know, I like formulas. I like do this and, you know, I like whatever. I, I like things to be very predictable, but you know, <laughs> life isn't that way, right? So what's wonderful about the record is, is I can go in to my records today and I can ask, what's the best way to take care of myself today? See, and so here I am now at this point in my life, this is very different than 1994. So all the way along, this process has been evolving, emerging, so in the beginning was simple things like <laughs> get a manicure. I'm like, what the heck is that, right? But I would get a manicure <laughs> and it helped, it helped. But now it's much deeper, right? Now it's do something for someone else, right? And along the way, I've learned so much about self-care and the relationship between self-care and self-love, self-care and soul's purposes, right? All, because it's all woven together. So, yeah. Your point about the manicure is also a great one. I mean, I think, you know, we have to remember that we are in constant flux and that obviously the 20-year-old version of ourself is not going to want the same thing as we get older because everything is in motion. Yes, yes. Yeah, you can't wave the wand in six months and hope that this is all going to be, oh, yes, this illumination is going to happen. It's, it's a journey. It is a journey. And do you know what? A life journey, this I found out for myself, right? My life journey takes my entire life. I used to think it was like a weekend <laughs> seminar or maybe a couple of weekend Darn. seminars, right? And then I find out, no, wait a minute. We call it a life journey because it takes an entire lifetime and that is and and it doesn't matter how smart 
how, I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're an overachiever, all those things, it's all swell, but really it's going to take your whole life. So just calm down for a minute and we're in for the ride. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's a great point. I just, I was teaching an energy healing class recently and someone was saying, so how long is this going to last? And I was like, well, hopefully it'll last a couple of days. Because again, I think we think that we're going to take the class or we're going to have the healing or we're going to go into those records one time and all of our problems are going to be solved and a magical wand is going to be waved. But as you mentioned, this is not how this place works. This isn't how it works. This isn't. But you know what? This is you. You bring a very important point, and that is the old idea of the record was that it was fixed, right? It was, I don't know where it was in stone, or maybe it was on banana leaves or something. And I would go to it and I would get the answer and that would be it. I'd be done. Then it was, but the fact of the matter is the record, it's vibrational, right? It's a vibrational dimension of, you know, past, present, and future. This thing is alive. So what that means is that it's about the, the partnership that I have with my record that reveals to me, through me, right, what's appropriate. It's very Taoist, right? It's all about what's appropriate in the moment. And that's fascinating. So one of the big things in my work has been to dispel things like superstition and old ideas about the records. Because when people come to the records, listen, people who come to this work, they really are seekers and they deserve the best, right? The best of whatever we can give them. So one of the things that really gets in people's way are some of the old ideas. So people come to the record, they have superstitions, right? That it's magic. Now, listen, working in the right, I'll be the first one to tell you, is it magical? Yes. Is it magic? No. So it's not about a fix. It's not about an event. And it's not about obtaining supernatural gifts. Like sometimes people say to me, I can't see things. I can't, you know, whatever. I don't see colors. I don't hear celestial music. I'm like, do you know, I don't either. 85% right. of us who work in the records have this, like it's through the heart, right? It's a sense of knowing and it's emotional. Ah. So, but this is a real departure from our old expectations. And by setting aside those old ideas, we can be open to, to really what the experience is and learn how to honor the guidance, right? Follow the guidance, apply it, um, and see if it's helpful. Right. You know, because I, because I don't know, you know, I always hope things are helpful, but, but I'm not the one who decides, you know, the, the person, you know, you decide. And that is, that is a wonderful thing. I think one of the things too, that's so exciting is that Working in the record restores, you know, this word agency is very popular right now, but it restores that quality to the individual. And 
what I think is fascinating, you know, I teach people all over the world in all different political systems, religions, which is really, it's all fascinating to me. But what's so interesting is that the record and the people's relationship with this expanding awareness of their own soul transcends all external systems. That is, uh, it's like, who knew, right? I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know if you knew, but I didn't know. <laughs> was, yeah, they're, they're able to sense themselves, as you mentioned earlier, more as a soul rather than the other aspect, which is the confined individual who's inside a body. Yes, but what, what it is, is they get a sense of the harmonious relationship between the human identity and the spiritual, the soul. Because like, I know my human self, this is not an accident. Although some days I think, really? You know, <laughs> you know how we are, we're people. But it's like, okay, wait a second here. That in truth, every human being is exactly their soul's choice. Like right. there's no one on the face of the earth whose soul said, oh, listen, you're third on my list. I'll take you. No, everybody is there's everybody, no exceptions to this, is their soul's first choice. That is for the reason, and it's a great reason that this particular human being is most able to express, to transmit, to convey, to share the essence of the soul in the world at this time. That is, when I think of that, that is so stunning, right? Because then everyone on the face of the earth is here by design, right? And even, you know, what's really interesting. You know, I talk to a lot of people, they're like, oh, there must've been a mistake. And you know, all this, this you know, that's, that's all right. This, but it's even our worst thoughts about ourselves cannot interfere with the radiance of our soul. That is, that is really, profound to me you know it's it's an amazing thing and it's a relief so we can take our attention I think one of the things that was has been really helpful to me is somewhere along the line I came into the awareness that the spiritual quest I used okay here I used to think the purpose was to achieve some kind of perfection I thought, all right, I'll do this. I will do this. I will do, you know, I'm like that. I'll follow the rules. I'll do that. I love homework. I'll do all that stuff. I will do that. And then I'll be perfect. And then I'll graduate and drop dead. And that'll be, I don't know what I'll do, right? I'll, I'll sit in my apartment and, you know, drink tea. I have no idea. But that's, and then at some point it occurred to me and it came in like gangbusters that the purpose of the spiritual quest is not perfection. It's usefulness. 
can I find a way to use, to engage who I am in a way that nurtures and sustains me and others? This is a whole different ballgame now, because, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, how to taking care of ourselves. I just, this is so interesting because in the old paradigm, the idea of self-care was, I mean, it was very, it was all based on fear. And the whole idea was, I better take care of myself because I'm really kind of rotten at the core and I better I better get a good manicure, right? But but right, so that no one notices yeah. that the insides are empty, right? Or something like that, right? That that it was self-care was based on the idea that I was going to get something or gain something. And it was all based on my unworthiness, which is, you know, that was very popular for thousands of years for human right. beings, right? So it's only yeah. in the last what, the last 50 years that we've shifted from unworthiness to worthiness, from damaged to whole, perfect, and complete. These are radical new ideas. So of course, our understanding of self-care changes. So self-care, <laughs> you know, it used to be, I look at like my my mother, right? My grandmothers mm-hmm. was all about self-sacrifice, murdering themselves, right? If they could really torture themselves but I'm not kidding right taking care of others right that then they would earn their place in heaven or wherever the heck they were going right and by the end of the life they would be exhausted depleted and bitter right yeah so right for a long time okay so now we're in this shift and now the assumptions are different. The assumption is we're we are we're already enough. But what about serving? What about assisting others? What about extending ourselves? And in the record, I was really brought into this understanding that if it is beneficial for me personally and for others, if I find actions to take, things that I can do for myself and others that really thrill me, as opposed to leave me resentful, (laughs) right? Bitter, you know, all those things. No, 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 no. So that's the new acid test, right? The test is, you know, I want to bring a cake to my neighbor. Okay. If I do that, will I be annoyed, frustrated? Am I doing that to get something or am I doing that to give? That's the, it's the $50 million question. But as, because in the new paradigm, we are, you know, we are interdependent, whether we like it or not, we really are. And so the question how do we give and receive, right? How do we, how do I find my place in this thing called the circle of life? How can I receive and give in a way that nurtures and sustains me? These are, these are questions. I promise you, my mother would, she'd be furious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what are you thinking about that for? You just, you know, whatever. Right. 
You, it sounds like a, such a simple question, but you're exactly right. I mean, it's very difficult because I think that we think like, let's say you took the cake to the neighbor and you thought that you would feel good about it, but what if you didn't? And then you go, wow, or, or any activity, you know, Anything. I think, we, I think we largely don't even understand our own reactions because we have been um, subjected by maybe how we've been raised. This, this idea of martyrs, I know that's a very prevalent one. I'm very familiar with it. And it is, it's like the few people who would say, well, I'm going to go, you know, to yoga or I'm going to go play tennis today. People would be like, wow, you're really selfish, aren't you? You know, and they look down on people for that. So you people, I think the younger generations, like your son and others, you know, they're, (laughs) they're coming into it now, understanding this, but we are still learning this because of the generations who have come before us. And I think it's, part of what we're doing here probably is just trying to figure out who who are we or what do we like what again we want to be of service we want it to feel good and yet we don't even know what might feel good because we're too conditioned yes we don't know and that's that's the truth is that we don't know and I remember you know I don't know, long time ago. I mean it really could have been like 20 years ago, long time ago, I had a reading from somebody this was great. And this woman kept saying to me, you know, you know. And I kept saying to her, I, I don't know. I really don't know. And she was like, oh, you know, you're just pretending you don't know. And I walked out of there and I was really, I was crestfallen, right? And But it was so valuable because it really brought home to me that I didn't know. I don't know. And I must make provision for myself to experiment yes because that's the only way I'm going to find out you know we used to do I mean you know this right we make the list the pros the cons pluses the minuses (laughs) yes right we do all of that yeah we would just throw the dart I mean that would be it but see because we are in consciousness our whole being must be engaged so i might think i will love new york city but there's only one way to find out i have to right. go i have to be in the experience and that's how it is with everything which is really anyway but that's a whole thing it's really fascinating though it's like how do i open myself up to explore and and have that be valid that is a legitimate part of the journey and where I come from you have to know everything already and then God help God help the person who's a little bit psychic because then you really better know everything already and you know we don't so. Knowing that we don't know is really um, a pretty advanced state of being these days. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's good to say you don't know. I mean, because if we knew everything, then why would we even still be here? We would have been floating up on the cloud bubble that you mentioned at the beginning of the show, just saying, okay, we're done now. Goodbye. We're done. Out of here. The next adventure. Exactly. Absolutely. And then what fun would that be, really, if we knew everything? I know that would be right. Yeah. That would be a different experience completely. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the only way to know things is to do them. And sometimes you do them and you think, gosh, that was miserable, but at least you know, you know. And if it was wonderful, great. Let's start making a note of things that we enjoy and things we don't enjoy. 
I think that we tend to, at least I do, I write, I know things I don't enjoy. And then I want to talk myself into why I should, you know, we like to should on ourselves in this society. And then you try to come back around to somebody you already knew you didn't like it, you know, or whatever. I think this is something that can go on as well. So through trial and error, I think once we get to the point where we finally say, you know what, I don't need to do that anymore. I I'm going to do things that I do enjoy. <sighs> but, but here's the thing too. And I, is it seems like self-honesty should be really easy um, it, it really it's really hard and, <laughs> i don't know about it. it it is hard and you know what is that it's um one of the things i love about working in the record is when i go into the record you know the record is uh governed by these three absolutes fear not judge not, resist not. And so it's very safe. It's emotionally safe. So when I go into the record, it is the safest place I know, like to let myself in and my own secrets to tell the truth. Because nowhere ever, never, ever in a gazillion, bazillion years, has anything come forward in the record to tell me what a knucklehead I am or what a dumb thing, you know, none of that. It's all like, whatever, you know, whatever, everything is all right. Now, yeah. I'm not saying everything is wonderful. It's not what I, I'm not saying like, oh, that's great. You know, you just ate a half a cake. Isn't that wonderful? No, that's not what this is. It's like, yeah, well, sometimes people do that right? And then you move on. But in that space of acceptance, it's an acceptance. That is what facilitates release and greater freedom. That's what makes it, it activates our ability to move beyond stuckness. Because until there's acceptance, we're stuck. I mean, we're really stuck. So as long as I'm like, critical of myself, judging myself, like, you know, arguing, wrestling, really, you know, the wrestling, like, oh, yes. I want to get myself to do something. It's nothing. I'm, I'm just going to be stuck. But the minute it's like, okay, this is not ideal, but this really is the way it is. At that point, things loosen up energetically. Okay. Right. So, so it's, in the, in the space of emotional safety, the energy loosens everything up for us to move, which, now listen, I didn't know that. I really, I had no, I had no idea. You know, I was raised on, if you just, if you just yell at yourself enough, you'll be able to, you know, you do anything you want if you really just clobber yourself. Uh, and, you know, and I did that, I had some success. I mean, the truth is it was okay, but it was really, what a way to go. But this, this is, it's almost like it's counterintuitive, right? If I accept, you know, whatever my situation is, uh, does that mean I approve? No, it just means I say, this is the way it is right now. That's all. And from there, I'm free. But I am not free until I can come to terms with the way things really are. Absolutely.
And I think this, the self-deception that you're talking about, I mean, I don't think any of us really set out consciously. We, we don't go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and lie to myself today. You know, we don't, <laughs> we see it demonstrated in the things that we're doing and then going, why am I doing this again? You know, I mean, and then eventually we have to say, well, who, what voice is talking to us in our head that's making us think that we should do this or that instead of just saying, I can step away from certain things and I can go towards things that I really want. I think that's a very tricky one as well. It is very tricky. <laughs> to say the least. really tricky. But do you know what? Like, one of the things I've become aware of is that the choices I've made in the past, any choice, right? Every idea is positive at its point of origin. So, like, even, you know, when I was younger, I smoked cigarettes. I loved that. Ooh, I love to smoke. I know I, I shouldn't even say that, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I love to smoke. I, and I smoked. I walked around in a cloud of smoke for a while. It was great, right? And what I just, it was terrible, right? But that was all right. But the thing was, I was so mad at myself. At some point, then the whole culture shifted, right? We went from mm -hmm. a smoking to a non smoking culture. And I thought, well, I better get with it here. But the more I was, I was angry with myself, I berated. I mean, I it was all of this. Right. I could not stop. You know, the, it was like the, the more I clobbered myself, the more I smoked. Then it occurred to me, why don't I try something different? I don't even know where this came from. So every time I had a cigarette, I would say things like, Oh, Linda, I love you so much, my little darling, because I recognized, but it wasn't until I came to terms with the fact that when I started smoking as a teenager, it was a great idea. It was cool. Right. It was fun. So when I got that, it was the release was profound. And then I went on to quit smoking. But it wasn't until... I was, it wasn't until I consciously identified and named really the valid reasons for smoking. And that I didn't smoke because I was a nitwit. I smoked because it was a good idea and I happened to get hooked. <laughs> oh, oh, that, you know, no one said that to us. Right. You know, no one said, oh, by the way, you're going to be sleeping with your cigarettes. No, no one said anything like that. But so, so I think it's important for us and, and as part of this self-care, right? It's really important to recognize that the situations we're in today are based on choices we made earlier in our lives. And if we go back to that, we go back to what was going on at that time, we'll find lots of valid reasons no one ever sets out, like you said, no one ever sets out to like, you know, firebomb their own life. <laughs> I mean, it's, but you know, I, not too long ago, I was talking to this woman, it's really something. She, so she was married to a man who had become a terrible drug addict, like a pill head. Mm. Oh, she, and she was beside herself. First of all, she was so mad at him. I, I'm surprised she hasn't killed him. But that was one thing. But the other thing, then she was mad at herself. 
How could I be married? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, on and on and on. And this is someone who's got a pretty high state of consciousness. But here's the thing. When she met this man, he was not on any pills. Right. He was, a few years back, he had a terrible injury in a car accident and started mm. taking drugs and never stopped. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. But see, she did not go out into the world and say, excuse me, I'm looking for a drug addict. Right. <laughs> That's not how this went down. They really had a wonderful connection for a long, long time. And then, you know, he took a left turn, basically. I mean, these things happen. Right. We live, we live so much longer than we used to live and more things happen at a faster sure. rate than ever. So, but it, but it was interesting because when she recognized that this was no, there was no good reason to be mad at herself. She didn't do anything wrong. She was then able to like make some shifts and move, you know, move away. And, and the two of them were able to work things out. They are not together, but at least it wasn't, well, you know, I mean, sometimes when people separate, there's a lot of peace. And so yeah. they separate, it's an open warfare. So this was much better. It was really quite, it was quite beautiful and sad. This really is sad. Human right. experience can be really, you know, this is spiritual hardball as you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think you make a great point about this. I mean, I still believe despite all the problems in the world, and I know you share this belief as well, that most people are good people and most people are doing the very, very, very best they can mm -hmm. making a decision at that moment that they really think is the best thing to do based on their past experiences and their circumstance. And yet some of them turn out good and some of them don't. And I think you're exactly right about, you know, the gift that we could give ourselves in self-care might be to giving ourselves a break and not beating ourselves up. The past is the past. You did the best you could at the time and then just let it go and move on. And that also is another one of these easier said than done, but that would be a great step, I think, in self-care as well. We'll be right back. Guess what? I've got a new book coming out July 8th called Journeys Through the Akashic Records. In this book, I will share tons of guided journeys that you can take to access multidimensional realms where you can find the answers to all of the big questions in your life. We, of course, will have past life regressions. We will have finding our soul groups, understanding our soul purpose, doing soul retrievals. Um, there's a journey called Before You Arrived, where you can find out the plan you made shortly before your current life began, and tons and tons more information. 
This is the first time ever that I have compiled some of the super secret stuff that I've been doing with my clients for 20 years. And I really want you to get a copy of my book. It's coming out July 8th, but you can pre-order it now and I'll leave the links below. So thanks in advance and stay tuned for tons of um, exciting events, uh, release parties and all kinds of stuff coming up as July 8th gets closer. So have a great day and enjoy Journeys Through the Akashic Records. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. gets up and says, I, I think I'll go for a B minus today. <laughs> does that. Right. Some days we say, oh God, if I get a B minus, I'll be doing well. Right. But that's different from I'm going for it. I'm, I'm going to go for the bottom of the heap. No, people aren't like that. <laughs> unless, unless I'm going to go for the bottom because by being at the bottom, I'll be safe. There's that, yes. That's the catch. That's, you know, the catch in there. Yeah. <sighs> so you mentioned earlier the idea that the future is still a wide open space. So to what degree do you believe we come in here with a purpose and yet the future is still up for grabs? This is something I was curious about. Okay. So here's, okay, I, I can, I'll speak from my own experience. So I came to the planet, obviously with this purpose of making the Akashic record available to anyone who wants it and providing the best possible education in this realm. Okay. Now, when I first got to the planet, you know, I'm from Chicago. There was no Akashic record. Trust me. <laughs> there was no, right? So I'm raised in a very traditional religion. I mean, I had no idea. Now, when I look back, I can say, oh, yes, I see along the way all the pieces starting to percolate within me right? The curiosity, the, you know, whatever, the, the thirst, right? It was really like a thirst in me to explore these things, spiritual matters, going to churches. I mean, I did all of this. Okay. So the opportunity, the drive is in me. It's in me. I have, I can't even explain it. I am in a place I never even knew existed when, right. when I got to the planet. I mean, you understand this, like, like, what is this thing, right? At different points along the way, I have thought enough of that. 
I'm going to go get a job. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go do something else. Do you know, no matter what happens, there is a persistent quality to soul's purposes. These things cannot be arrested. They cannot be like, I try, try as I might to get away from this. I can't. And I, and I don't anymore, but I, at different times I did, I thought this is crazy. Right. But I would go back and I would keep exploring, exploring. Okay, great. Here's the thing I've had in my heart, an idea about having the records be available all over the world. People know, right. Right. And so along the way, different people have come into my life. And so I found, you know, I have a teacher in Australia and I've got this one here and that one there. And then I find myself very involved with the Chinese, very involved with Russia. I mean, really like teaching in these places. I'm like, how did I get there? Because in my own mind, I could not make any of this happen. Right. Okay. So. Everyone has purposes, right? It's more than one purpose, but everybody has purposes that their soul comes in and says, let's see what we can do this time. Life does not care how I do this, right? Like no one ever handed me a manual. No one ever said, do it this way. No one said anything. Don't said anything except for my sisters were like, you're gonna do what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it really so so life doesn't dictate the terms of our soul's purposes. It is up to each one of us individually to find a way to experience and express our soul's purposes. Now, this is what's so interesting. The soul's purposes are the activities in which we engage through which we experience the unlimited love within. So what I love about working in the records, aside from the fact, I mean, it's the most fun thing in the world when you're me. For some reason, I feel so loved and loving. I love people I don't even mean to love. You understand this? It's one of the ways I know I'm in the records, <laughs> but it's true. It's so interesting. So anyone's soul's purposes. So when I talk to people, I, you know, I was talking to somebody not too long ago who's a dancer. I, I cannot even imagine that. But anyway, so this woman's a dancer. And what she was telling me was about her experience when she dances. She feels free. She feels fulfilled. She has all these experiences. And I'm like, it's so, so much hard work. And she looked at me and she started laughing. She was like, well, to you, it's a lot of work, but to me, it's not work. And then she said to me that what I'm doing seems like a lot of work to her. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's, you know, just the way it is. So, so, so in terms of like hope for the future, right? 
what I know is that every human being will at some point, maybe this life, maybe another life, everybody's going to come into their own and start expressing their deepest truths. And it's just, that's just the way it is. It's a matter of time. And if I can understand that it's an, this is a long-term, we're playing the long game here. Right. right. This really is, this isn't even like one life. I mean, one lifetime, right? It's one lifetime within thousands of lifetimes. And, and at different times, we bring different things forward. It's really, it's, it's quite beautiful when, when you think of it. Some lifetimes we sit around and I don't know, we go to the mall and I don't know, maybe eat fried chicken or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Some lifetimes are like that. It's all right. There's a place for everything and everyone. It's really something. And I don't even know if that answers your question. It but does. It do does. It's like, a, it's like a tapestry, right? Or a mosaic where everybody is doing their part. Even if I think they're not, right? And even if they think they're not. Even if they think they're not. Maybe they're on their way, you know, to something else. Yes, yes, yes. Everything is part of the soul's purposes. Things like failure, disappointment, heartbreak. We don't know where these things are going to take us. Right. You know, but... I do believe in the long run, it's all rigged. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Linda, you are a complete joy. And your new book, The Heart of the Akashic Records Revealed, is amazing. And I encourage you, everybody out there, to check this one out. Um, Linda just goes into heartfelt, um, just lots of personal stories, lots of exercises for you to reveal the Akashic records to you so that you can find your soul purpose. You can go easy on yourself and realize, guess what? We're messing it up and that's wonderful. And then we can get it right. And then we can mess it up again. And we're on a journey and it's wonderful. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, thank you so much. It's always I good. Love you. Thank you. It's great to see you. I love the book. Friends, pick it up. Check it out, Dr. Linda Howe. You can visit her online at lindahowe.com. We will have the links. We will have the links to this wonderful new book. And friends, just let's go easy on ourselves. Come on. We're on a journey here and apparently it's a long one. So let's have a good time. <laughs> right, time. We've got, that's all we've got is time, right? <laughs> exactly. Let's enjoy. Why not? Enjoy the ride. And I have enjoyed it so much, Thank Linda. You. Thank you so much. So friends, we've done it again, another episode of Healing Arts. So take some you time and have a wonderful week. And I'll see you next time on Healing Arts. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady. <laughs> <laughs>